So we're going into the episode today, which is obviously a hot topic. It's a red flag of opposite sex friends in dating, dating. The first question we want to address in general is can guys and girls be just friends? Do you think guys and girls can be just friends? I mean, I think... (laughs) JJ. Hey. <laughs> Dude, guess what? What? We are so close to 100. Patrons. Patrons. You go so slow with your pauses. I know, it's for a dramatic 100. effect. Well, they're like, what? Like 100 dogs? I'm like, dogs? What, what, what? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I have 110 dogs. 100 do, patrons. Do you know what those are? No. On so, the Nintendo DS. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway. Nintendo dogs? No, 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 They're no. like uh, Tamagotchis, but dogs oh, like for Tamagotchi. the Nintendo DS. Okay, very cool. So Patreon. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, hey, if you guys didn't see it, we just dropped a exclusive episode this week. We are psychoanalyzing Love is Blind Season 5. And um, you get a little snippet of it here on HOD Podcast. But if you want to listen to the whole thing and our true psychoanalysis, you got to join Patreon for $5 a month. No, seriously... I am unbiased. It was actually super fun. That was a good episode. And Love is Blind is actually really, really, it can be actually really educational to watch. Yeah. So we watch it less for entertainment because I don't really like the drama. That's not true. Okay. Well, I like to watch it as a dating coach to see why people are drawn to each other. Because though most of the people on these shows are not Christian, they still, believe it or not, (laughs) they still function a lot like Christians do with why they're drawn to people and why they choose to be with certain people. So we psychoanalyze all of that. Okay. And on top of that, uh, oh, we've been doing some giveaways this last Friday. We did a $100 fall giveaway to one of our patrons to like give them or them and a friend or them and a date to go on a fall fun activity. So yeah, we do fun random things in Patreon. We'd love to have you in there. It's a great way to just support this podcast. Hey. Yes. I need you to be honest. What? What percentage do you enjoy watching Love is Blind for personal value (laughs) and entertainment? What percentage is dating dating coach hat? Okay, it's 50-50. Is that fine? No, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. that's about right. Yeah, I I do enjoy it. Yeah, I know you do. We get amped up. I I fast forward through the boring or really dramatic parts. Yeah. I mean, it is sad, too, sometimes to watch. Like, the trauma that's surfacing and the way that they do conflict and treat each other. It's hard to watch sometimes. And probably the biggest thing is, like, they are placing such a God-sized expectation of hope and fulfillment on that other person to validate them. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to join us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash heartofdating, and it would mean the world, you guys. Um, P.S. Hey, early birds closing very soon for HODC. Yeah, this is a big deal. Get on it, y'all. Like, we have, we've definitely sold through a third, a quarter, maybe up to a third of the in-person tickets, and you don't want to miss out, because last year we sold out, and I think we'll probably sell out this year. 
Best to get it on Early Bird, December 29th and 30th. We just announced our singles party theme. It's going to be Disco Cowboy. Ah, let's go. I almost went, ay, 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 ay. I don't know why I almost did that. But it's going to be Yeehaw. Yeah. Ride him, cowboy. Are we appropriating <laughs> cowboy culture by saying that? No, what do you mean? Yeehaw, dressing up as cowboys, pretending to be country. My mom lives on a ranch. So we're not appropriating cowboys. <laughs> They're not going to send us a letter. I hope not. And cancel us after the singles party. I hope not. Everybody can be canceled <laughs> these days. But needless to say, go to heartofdating.com forward slash HODC and join us while it's hot with the early bird ticks. Um, also, last thing, uh, we have tons of free resources on our website. Today, I want to highlight our um, long distance dating guide. And you can go to heartofdating.com forward slash resource forward slash long distance. This has actually been one of our most popular guides over the last few months. So check it out. Uh, babe, I think you have a question from our community. What is it? I do. So this question this week is not uh, a voice memo, uh, but it is a question from my DMs. I have a guy who is really amazing. He basically asked me after telling me that he has been diagnosed with a mental bipolar disorder. He's actually a huge advocate for the disorder and people who struggle with the diagnosis. And he was asking me, at what point do you feel like I should share this information with the person that I'm dating? Yeah. Because I definitely don't want to lead off with it as it's, it is a pretty heavy topic and tough. Um, and I also don't want to just be simply defined by this disorder, especially up front. And I want the person to get to know me for me. Yeah. So it's a great question. Yeah. What would you say, especially because he's not the only heart of dating listener and yeah. um, person that we've encountered who has a similar disability or mental disorder or physical disability, mm -hmm. who's wondered, how do I share this information yeah. as a, a person who is looking to date? Yeah, I don't think this needs to necessarily be shared like on a first date. You're just trying to get to know someone and... You, like even as a friendship, like on a friendship basis, I don't think it needs to be disclosed right away um, on the, on the date. But I do think like, hey, if there's a second, third date, this might be something you do want to share as you're gaining interest in the person they're gaining interest in you. But I don't think the kind of to me, like I love the transparency of it. However, you know, and this is not the same thing, but it's kind of what I would say to somebody who wants to share some of their some of the really hard things they've been through in their life. I wouldn't share that like right off the gate. Uh, like here's everything you should know about me um, that might make you deterred to date me. <laughs> you know, I don't think that you should share it like on the first date, but, and that's because we recommend dates to be 90 minutes or less. There's not a lot of pressure on them. This is like a low stakes operation, right? But as, but you should mention it in my opinion in that dating phase. <laughs> Yeah, I would say this is information that I would say is probably a need to know basis, mm. as in it's not something that you're broadcasting for everyone to know. Yeah. Uh, so third date is about great. Um, and I will just say like the reality to be a little bit more straight with someone who struggles with a disorder or disability, dating for you is going to look 
incredibly different and more challenging than it might be for somebody else. That's true. And the nature of the person that you're going to be dating and their personality, their giftings, mm. their ability to be empathetic and supportive, that is going to be, that's going to require a special partner. Yeah. Who is, is great with that accommodating nature or feels called to that and there will be people yeah that feel like that's you know something that they totally. are totally up for now mm-hmm. and i mean this you know for someone with a disorder or disability going out and blindly dating on dating apps and meeting strangers and building a relationship over time that's going to be more challenging mm. um and i would say your best dating prospects are most likely going to come from the people who you've already established a great friendship and relationship with over time. Cause those are going to be the people who most see you for you understand the value and the identity that you are and see you pass the disability in a way that someone might not, you know, yeah. Or disorder who might not see that, you know, especially you're very new. So they're still tying a lot of information together about who you are. That's good, baby. Thank you for asking this. So we're going into the episode today, which is obviously a hot topic. It's a red flag of opposite sex friends in dating, dating. Okay. So we're obviously in the series on red flags. So we have a lot to say about opposite sex friends. And I think the first question we want to address in general is can guys and girls be just friends? Uh, So I'm going to say my answer. And then do you want to chime in too? Like, do you think guys and girls can be just friends? I mean, I think <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asking you first. I'm not giving you my answer first. I'm asking. Yeah, you. I think I like that better. Well, I would just say, like, what what do we mean by friends? Like, what do you mean by friends? Have a friendship. Like, you uh, know the person. You hang out with them. Likely in more so group scenarios. Um, you may go on group trips with them with other people and I see that a lot in singles communities um they're going to invite you to their birthday party uh you have a friendship like they you share in some of the struggles with your of your life with them I mean for I'll I'll be honest for me that feels a little bit more like an acquaintance than a friend really because for me I think friend is really someone that I am like going out of my way with to hang out and communicate with especially one-on-one for me, a friend is someone that I, w- I will text directly, I hear that, that will ask if they want to hang out, that I'm like consistently sending memes to, like we're playing golf together. Like for me, friendship has evolved over the years to, to be actually something that's meaningful, mutual, and really consistent. So I would hmm. say, you know, can guys and girls be friends like that? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people would kind of say that's best friend territory. I I think that friendship can happen. I have hung out previously with guys one on one and had like this is obviously more <laughs> whoa 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 love, um in my past and you know I, I want to give some parameters to how I was able to maintain some friendships with men. Okay, However, so are you saying I'm saying guys and girls can be friends, but do I do I think they can be best friends? Probably not. Why? Because I do think that that intimacy should be reserved for somebody of the same gender, personally. Or, if you're going to be best friends with somebody, you need to just marry them. If it's the opposite gender. Because that's a perfect candidate to marry. 
boom, dot, period, dot, end of sentence. Have you always had that theory? Like, has that always been your stance on best friends of the opposite sex? Yeah, I wouldn't ever say that I've ever called a guy like my best friend. I might say he's my best guy friend, but not like my best friend. <laughs> right. Well, obviously. But you're saying that if you actually have someone that you would call your one of your best friends. That's a, And you're both single. And their guy and your girl or vice versa. That's I, actually someone that you should actually consider absolutely. dating and marrying. I think so. I mean, Tim Keller says that. Marriage is friendship set on fire. Yeah, he does say that. I mean, listen, I, I actually agree. I'm not pushing against you. Oh, okay. But what about... <laughs> I was like, I think you're on the same page. The So you're saying... Like I have best friends in my life, usually in a, in a traditional way. I'm a girl. I have these five girl best mm -hmm. friends. I also have a guy that we're just best friends. Like he's not my guy best friend. He's one of my best friends. You know, I would just say there. every situation is different. I can't put it black and white. Hey, no, that's not possible. And that's unhealthy on that person that might have a friend that's a best friend of the opposite gender because... I just don't know them in their story. And I, I'm very weary to ever put a black and white label on like, no, that's not possible. Yeah. Um, I would say from my experiences and what I've seen, I don't think that's necessarily the wisest. And of course, I'm open to hearing y'all's thoughts. But I think you can be friends with a man if you're a woman and vice versa. But I think best friends, there's like, that's a little more gray. But can I explain how I be, I was friends with guys when I was single? Yes. So first, here's some parameters I function by. I think it's important to be on the same page. Like, you know, you just have to realize that sometimes you're friends with the opposite gender. And if you don't clarify and DTR, basically that this is a friendship, you see them as a friend, then... You never know. The person might start developing feels. And we'll talk about friendationships in a second. Well, I have a theory okay. based off this. Mm -hmm. All right. It's fall, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. I want to talk about some fall-themed meals because I recently hosted a fall girls' night with all the fall things. And I am just all about themed meals. Okay. One of my favorite brands to get healthy and easy meals that are also themed is HelloFresh. You can turn to HelloFresh Market for yummy add-ons and enjoy the season's limited time fall flavors lineup. You can feast on desserts like the apple cider cake with caramel sauce, or please a crowd if you're hosting a dinner night with appetizers like the barbecue pulled pork nachos. And don't forget the mini pumpkin cheesecakes, perfect for a treat, okay? I just, my mouth is watering, I want all these things. The pregnancy in me and Kate is like, I need it all, okay? Um, yeah, HelloFresh is awesome, you guys. They also are associated with Green Chef, which you probably heard me talk about before. And I just think it is so easy to order meals from them and have it delivered. And all of the ingredients are fresh. The recipes are super simple. And you know, one of my least favorite things about making food is getting all those other little random ingredients and like adding them in. But with HelloFresh, you don't have to worry about that because they bring it all to your door and I just love it. So if you want to try out HelloFresh and get some fun fall themed meals, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 heart of dating and use code 50 heart of dating for 50% off plus free shipping. 
Again, you go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 Heart of Dating and use code 50 Heart of Dating for 50% off plus free shipping. Let's flip and go. It's fall, y'all. Get those fall meals. Let's go. I genuinely at this point, this is my view. I think opposite sex friends bound over time naturally become attracted to each other. That's what most people say. And especially the more that you are pursuing together, like in mission or hobbies and interests. It can happen, but I've also had that not happen. I... (laughs) I don't know. I I think sometimes there's like this asymptomatic, like you two genuinely feel like you are a brother and sister and like like there is no romantic. Well, that's the thing. Can I keep going through my steps of how I was able to maintain friends that are men and then you can challenge me at the end? Yeah, we can do that. Thank you. (laughs) You've interrupted me and I just want to finish my thought. Thank you very much. Yeah, can the we never use that voice again? The way <laughs> that I was able to maintain friendships and my singleness with men was having check-ins. If I was ever unclear about, hey, that felt flirty, or hey, that like, I, this feels murky to me. Like, I checked in. Wait, you would? No was, way. Yeah, you- I'd be like, hey, I just want to make sure you, you know, and this is just me creating a story in my mind. I just want to make sure and. I could be totally off base here, but I felt like you were a little flirty. Maybe you weren't. You would I say this? I just want to make sure. Yeah. And like a text or a voice memo? Yeah, or? voice memo. You got to be clear because otherwise I'm sitting there being like, wait, that was flirty. Like, I thought we were just friends. Isn't it kind of awkward to... It's not. It doesn't have to be there. Like, you know what? No. Or yes. Like, I did. Like, the worst part is filling in the blanks with your own assumptions. You hate assumptions, right? I do. So that's why you have to clarify. No matter if you think it's going to be awkward, you have to have the kind of friendship where you can have that kind of honesty. So do you think it's okay for girls to initiate that and yeah, ask that? Totally. Like the, the clarity, the check-ins? Oh, girls should. More girls should. So many girls don't and they end up in a friendationship. Is that? Oh. Do you think girls are more inclined to end up in friendationships? Because they don't more? clarify. They're waiting for the man to say, I love you and ask her out. I've been staring at you and guys end up in foundationships too. I just think that women end up there because they don't feel like they have any power. And you do, you have power to find clarity. And do you think maybe girls have a more of a tendency to romanticize and fantasize about relationship or is that shared? I think that can be shared, to be honest. Um, Okay, so the third thing is, I always will say this, especially to ladies, that when you meet a guy and you start becoming friends with them, please know that just because they're kind, it doesn't mean they're interested in you. Kindness does not mean romantically interested. Kindness is just them being kind. If they are interested, I take the policy. If they're interested, they should make that clear. And if they keep showing me like kind of flirtatious moves. I'm going to, again, ask the question. So I think that, but I also think that there is a bit of main character energy that happens when you think every guy is into you because they're nice. Well, that, well, you just stole my question. Well, that's what happens. And I used to be that. Well, so, okay. Well, let me ask you, like if I'm a guy or I'm a girl 
should I always be trying to be aware of someone being kind or flirting with me so that I'm like purposely like, cause I guess flirting a worse and night kinding is and being kind is different. Right. But I guess it's like, sometimes people feel like, am I prideful or like arrogant or, you know, think I'm like hot. If I, <laughs> you're being kind to me, I'm like, is she flirting with me? Like if I, if I, if I'm thinking that, am I self obsessed? Because some people might be like, well, if I go to them and they're like, no, I just be nice. Then I feel like I'm, I'm just overthinking things or like, I'm just, I think everyone's into me when they're not. I think it's more, you're probably overthinking things. Okay. Then maybe you're self obsessed because like, I think for me, when I used to think a lot of guys were into me, it was because I wanted to feel that I kind of wanted that. Even if I wasn't into them, I wanted guys to like me because I wanted the validation. Okay. So I was looking for it, even if I didn't want to be with And them. maybe secretly hoping for it. And secretly hoping for it because I wanted validation. It mm. wasn't necessarily main character energy in the sense it came from insecurity. Mm. Um, but as I started to heal that, and was like, you know, genuinely, I want just a good quality friendship with the guy. I started like rewiring my thoughts because there are moments where a guy would be kind and I'm like, oh, does he like me? And I'm right. Like, okay. No, he's just, you know what, Kate? He's being kind. But if the kindness move into flirtation, he's playful with me. Now he's always like, hey, you know, kind of touching me a little bit and, you know, making like, like excessive compliments Going out of his way. Me. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what is going on? Yeah. Versus like just pure kindness which i think just for guys listening like hey if you are really interested in a girl don't just lead with kindness because we're saying i was gonna say like girls don't know that you're interested necessarily just out of kindness right as a byproduct like this kind of just shows the need that kindness is not enough to show that you're romantically you interested have in to someone flirt and like, or just say it and like you gotta go above and beyond just kindness yes right my other my fourth way okay so one be on the same page two have check-ins three just because they're kind don't assume they're interested four boundaries with guys and this is was developed through time gender neutral i'd say this is oh yeah for for male friendships for females and vice versa um i you know avoided texting late at night I avoided excessive one-on-one -on -one hangouts, especially late at night. Um, and I just, I don't think it's the best to always have one-on-one -on -one hangouts with guys. That turns into what you're talking about is like a good friend, like a really good friend. The other thing is if I really needed help through a situation, an emotional situation, I wasn't necessarily going to my guy friend first. I might go to them for some advice, but I would lean on my female close friend first. And I'm not <laughs> saying I did this perfectly, but this is some parameters that did help me. Well, I, I mean, I will be honest. Mm -hmm. I What you just described, all those situations, I really think as, I would specifically just talk to the men. If you are texting late at night, if you are using a lot of emojis and very flirty and funny and laughy in your conversation, if you're hanging out one-on-one, -on -one, period, especially late at night or even in like a coffee in the morning, uh, you're working out together. <laughs> like you're going to them for emotional support. And as a, a person in your life that you're seeking wisdom, guidance and support from you, that is dating them. <laughs> there is no difference in what I just described right there 
from romantic. that and a boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. Yeah, romantic. Like the only thing that's missing um, is kissing. You're so beautiful. and you're not mutually. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, but and they're thinking that like. <laughs> Truth be told, I am a sense girl through and through. I have gone through so many candles. JJ has looked at our monthly budget multiple times and gasped at the amount I have spent. Okay, true story. But you guys, I found the greatest option for those of you who love your homes to smell good, but also want a more earth-friendly option without giving up beautiful, high-quality fragrance. It's called Notes Candles. Did you know the candle industry has a major problem? Almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year, and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years. Can you believe that? 1 million years. Insane. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again so you don't become part of the problem. It is so easy to use, you guys. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads. All you have to do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar, fill it up with the wax beads, and then enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. And then just do it all over again when you're ready for a new one. My personal favorite fragrance is the Santal and Atlas Cedar. It's woodsy, calming, and it just smells so luxurious. I cannot get enough. I love it. I want to encourage you to be a responsible consumer while not giving up your high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com forward slash HOD. Notes is giving our listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code HOD. That's code HOD at notescandle.com forward slash HOD. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is where we may have to agree to disagree because I've had a lot of friendships with guys that, and I did hang out with them on occasion one-on-one. Why? Because maybe I was visiting that city and like, hey, let's hang out. Okay. Um, You know, it wasn't necessarily all the time in LA. Usually it was more group settings, but it would be usually if I was visiting somewhere and hey, I had a guy friend there. We're going to hang out. Okay. Let me ask you, in those situations, were you ever, ever remotely considering or thinking about you two as a couple dating, like you genuinely, okay, there you go. Like you weren't. I wasn't always in the healthiest frame of mind. Well, I mean, when are we ever perfectly in a healthy frame of mind? (laughs) Like, I, I just think I hear what you're saying. And sometimes I did consider it. But like, then I took the like, but then I also I always made a, a choice and I want to get into more of the red flags of this because we're talking about can guys and girls and be just friends. I want to get into like what are red flags when somebody's dating when they have an opposite sex friend, you know, but I would just say like for me, I was still working through the desire for validation from guys. And so it wasn't until later in my singleness that I really worked on that. I mean, I'll be honest. And when you hear my theory, it will kind of extend to singleness, engagement, marriage. Okay. Because I don't think it's even more about, I think your validation and that insecurity, which thank you so much for sharing, does Mm -hmm. impact it for sure. My theory is that it's impossible not to spend time together, bond together, have fun together, develop a friendship together 
over time or pursue something together and not ultimately be attracted to each other in some capacity no and the well the question is why is that and i think it's because we are created that way that's exactly how Mm. it should work that's what we are wired and created and built for i do think there's something beautiful with having brotherly and sisterly friendships totally but and something that could be very healing yeah i I 100% agree, but I think, and this is where we talked about the Tim Keller breaking down the types of love in the Greek. There's philos, and then there's eros, mm. and eros is two people looking at each other and building a, a love or a type of love based off looking at that person and being attracted mm-hmm. to what they see. And then he talks about the the love of the philos, which mm-hmm. is the <laughs> Philadelphia, the brother, the brotherly love. Yeah. And that is the picture of two people standing side by side, looking together towards a common goal and building a love between each other as they pursue that common goal, mm-hmm. which I totally think we build that philos love between same sex, like friends, like me with another guy as we pursue a goal and my football teams, like we have a brotherly love and affection for each other. It's not, eros or sexual in any kind of capacity Mm -hmm. but i do think specifically when you build that brotherly love with a person of the opposite sex there is a natural sexual attractive love that can absolutely an overwhelming majority of the time be built out of it it, i think the question is it can happen but does it always happen and again i'm I like to avoid saying it's always going to happen. No, yeah, I think always is exhaustive. Can they be friends? And it's either the answer is yes or no, because no matter what, somebody gets attracted to the other person. Well, listen, you know, I think it's a definitely a majority of the time because there is a reason why you are when you're engaged, when you're married, you are not building an opposite sex friendship Mm. because of the I think the massive risk it would entail and build for compromise i agree with that but okay so we have slightly different views slightly similar views. (laughs) it's kind of confusing hopefully that didn't confuse y'all mine's right um (laughs) i think we need to talk about red flags and opposite sex friendships because i think this is really important um what do you think are some red flags in opposite sex friendships as you're dating somebody you find out they have some opposite sex friends what are some red flags you're asking what are some red flags if a guy has a ton of friends that are well, girls? No, you as a guy dating a girl, uh-huh. they have a lot of friends that are guys. Yes. Or they maybe they don't have a lot of friends that are guys. What are red flags to you about opposite sex friends? Like, I think so. Caleb and Janine, uh, happy and healthy, they did a great episode on this. Mm. He talked about the danger of you know. If I'm dating a girl and she's got a guy best friend or multiple guy best friends, he he likes to talk about the threat and the <laughs> probably the realistic thing that's going on of those guys are kind of lurking and hoping and waiting, which I totally think can happen. Um, for me, I'll be honest, I think if I'm approaching and dating a girl personally and she has a lot of guy friends, especially close guy best friends, I'll be honest, for me, that probably signals and I'm evaluating her that there's a lot of immaturity mm. and probably what I would call naivete. 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 <laughs> She's got that naivete. <laughs> how, how do I say that? She is a bit naive. She's naive. And I'm not, ju- I'm not saying that as like, well, she's an idiot. Like I'm just saying she's probably more naive. Mm. 
uh, and how she's handling male friendships in her life and totally unaware. If she has a lot of best guy friends. Yeah. And I, for me, I would just say, you know, honestly, she, for me, that's signaling that she is probably a little immature and unwise about how this plays out and works. Or she's choosing to kind of ignore it because she likes the validation. Maybe. Um, well, I'll say for me that if I was dating a guy that had a lot of friends that were girls, for me, that is typically a red flag, but mainly because of my past, because I haven't had great experiences with that in the past. I've had lots of experiences where the guy had a lot of friends that were girls. And when I maybe asked like, oh, hey, you talk to them a lot or hey, like you're hanging out with them one on one. OK, that's interesting. Um, when I brought up any sort of uncomfortability with it, it was so defensive, so defensive, so defensive. Yes. And, and that's a great point. And oftentimes in some of these situations, I found out they were emotionally cheating on me. Yeah. So I well, have some, you know, trust issues, if I'm going to be honest, totally. regarding men that I've dated that are very defensive about their female friends. Well, this is really important because I wanted to ask you. And I would, I would say before developing those assumptions, you can be concerned. I wouldn't assume. I would ask questions. Right. I would questions be, I'd be genuinely curious. You, Mr. Question Master. Now, but, but when you ask those questions, yeah. were, you, were you genuinely curious or were you like vindictively, judgmentally, anxiously curious? A little anxiously, potentially. But you know why? Because my spirit already knew. In some of these cases, I felt like my spirit already knew and I was trying to still perform and wanted to be the one chosen. Yeah, so, but you were asking out of a hurt place. Yes. When I asked you, I didn't have an anxious part to it. You I, asked me? I feel like I did. I don't know if you ever did. I do remember you had like, I saw you look at a story one time that was a girl and I f- realized she was your ex. And I remember saying something about that. Or she, you had gone out with her. And I remember saying something about that. Uh-huh. And I had never really questioned it before. But I remember seeing that. Do you remember this or no? Where was it? It was early in dating. I don't know if I remember. Okay. Well, you had looked at... You were you paused in a story that was a girl that you had dated. And I saw that for whatever reason. And I said that didn't make me feel good. How did I respond? I can't. I don't remember. You unfollowed her. Oh, okay. You're like, oh yeah, that's not a big deal. But before then, I had I didn't really have a bad inclination with you. My I didn't feel anxious because spiritually and in, in my spirit, I didn't feel like. But to clarify, you didn't even ask me to unfollow her, right? No, I didn't ask. Right, and you didn't have a. And what's also important because some people might skip over what happened in that interaction yeah you also did not have an emotional blow up right that i stopped and paused and looked at a girl no, that i, had I previously just said hey it doesn't make me feel great right you know and you handled it being like i didn't ask for you to unfollow her you just did <laughs> yeah i think that's not to say that that's the only way to go down but i think ideally in that situation um, it's really important to give your partner the autonomy and ability to choose whether or not they want to continue following them. Mm-hmm. And you've let them know that you're you're not really thrilled. Right. <laughs> but um, because I do see tons of situations where that can actually go really south. 
Mm-hmm. People feel like they are um, subjugated to their partner's emotions and feelings and have to act out of that to unfollow. Right, but I think, man, I think this is a big deal. I'm thinking of one specific relationship because, like, I did mention to this guy a few times, like, hey, that makes me a bit uncomfortable, and there was a lot going on. He was still talking to his ex frequently. Right. And um, and also, like, he'd pause on these girls' stories, and it was just because we'd be sitting together, and I would just, like, look over and see it. It's not like I was, like, trying to stalk the things he was looking <laughs> yeah, at. Yeah, totally. It just happened sometimes, and it would be, like, a girl wearing not a lot of clothes on her stories, and he'd, like, pause on it or, like, be writing back to it, and I'm like, hey, I don't, like, yeah. feel great about that. And it was, like, then I would... You know, and I got into my spidey senses sometimes and I would find out who these girls were, go to their profile, look at the pictures they're posting. And then I was like, okay, I really don't feel good about this. Yeah. And, you know, I think probably what's important about Kate and I's dynamic and relationship is she actually communicated pretty clearly and not like intimidatingly like this happens to me. So better not happen with us. (laughs) It was like, Hey, I actually have a ton of pain and hurt and disappointment in this area specifically. And I thought like you should know about it. So for me, knowing that information, uh, first of all, I just, I think with Instagram, I would had already been just so convicted and really, really stringent on who am I following and why? Yeah. And that was a policy that predated Kate, but especially when I dated Kate, I just think, there's just so little room for (laughs) error here, especially if you want to be any sort of leader spiritually, like why would you ever put out stumbling blocks and landmines in your path with things and images that might potentially trigger a, a temptation and reaction sexually from yourself? Right. Or like somebody you used to have a crush on. Yeah. And that one for me, and this is where I'm a little bit more, I, for me and my personal ethic, I just like to be a little bit more just black and white and strict. For me, I don't believe in having opposite sex friendships, like deep friendships. Mm, deep uh, friendships. Right. And for me, if a girl is not that, I don't hold following them very tightly. Right. And I don't have any desire to see them in a sexually or attractive way. Um, And for me, following them or unfollowing them, like that for me is not a dictation of how I feel about them personally or my acquaintanceship with them. Right. Uh, I just don't, I don't desire to see uh, a single girl, especially who's posting photos that look really great of her. Um, in that moment. And I could back that up with, I could follow them. And when I see them, I could have uh, a moment in time where I'm saying, you know, she's made in God's image. She is my sister in Christ. And I'm not going to reduce her to anything other than that Mm -hmm. and just scroll on. But for me personally, I just, I feel a little uncomfortable. I wouldn't, it's my same policy. Like I wouldn't really go in a car one-on-one with them. I really wouldn't go on a date one-on-one with them or like a social setting one-on-one. There's just like some policies in my life where for me, it's just not really worth it. Yeah, I hear that. And, and I just don't see a, I love that. a value in that. Like, what am I providing to her that she can't get from a same-sex friend? Yeah, I want to say something here. It's a, We're spaghettiing a bit, but with the topic of followers, I, I think this is an important. Who they follow does matter. Yeah. It does matter. I want to say that very clearly. And 
if you share with the person you are in a relationship with, okay, this is like, you know, hopefully there's some time you've already established. You shouldn't be stalking or looking at who they're following on Instagram and judging them like right away. You can get curious, but like as through time, as you get to know them, if you voice, hey, you know, I did notice this and um, I'm assuming good intention here. It, I'd love to know some more, ask some questions. Um, and they answer. And then if you share that, hey, it doesn't make you feel very good or comfortable. And here's what's happened to me before. And I just, it, I don't really feel that good about it. I would really watch their response. Okay. Because I have seen that for so many people that they are like so adamant of following even just a person they've met one or two times that they just cannot unfollow. I cannot follow them because why? Yeah, because why? 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 Like we, we why or so, why can't I follow them, Kate? But, well, they why is put, it such a big deal? They put so much value in like a follow that they can't unfollow because it then signals apparently that you hate that person and you never want to see them again. Totally. And I and I think that's, that's probably a little bit more of the digital age that we live in. Like a follow is currency and an indication of your relationship. And it doesn't have to be. Right. It doesn't have to be. Like if you can't unfollow somebody that you are an acquaintance that you met once four years ago at a party. I don't know. There's something going on there. I, I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> There's something going on. Yeah, I genuinely, I really do think it's part of a culture of. When you're dating, you're not married. Yeah. And it's the keeping your options open philosophy. And if I unfollow her. Mm, yes. I'll have to refollow her if we break up. Yeah. And by unfollowing her, I'm basically saying this option is over. I also think, though, here's the thing. I think it makes you feel good because you want them to think that you like them in some capacity. It makes... Like if I was a guy following this girl. Yeah. We matched on Hinge three years ago. I want them to think good of me. So I'm I not want this random girl to think good of me. Because they're going to then think badly of me. Oh, uh, yeah. There might be some of that. There's because most people see, I think those apps that tell you who follow you and unfollow you are so bad. I yeah, they at the are. very beginning of Instagram and I'm like, no. Is it funny how we're naturally obsessed with that? Yeah. And, you know, like there's a very big difference than, hey, this is one of my best guy friends that I've known for years. He just suddenly unfollowed me. And a guy that I on occasion see in a random group community at, you know, some events a few times a year that I unfollowed. Like, that's not a big deal. Yeah, that's so, true. And I think there's like people make such a big case in dating. Like, no, I can't unfollow that person. But their relationship with them isn't even a significant relationship. And I think there's a problem yeah. with how tightly we hold on to those connections yeah i will say though i love your point uh if you have a conversation with your partner about who they follow and you do it in a really graceful uh way with lots of positive assumptions and you give them an opportunity to respond um that's a really really great moment to evaluate your partner and, and how they're responding. And and how they want to prioritize you feeling safe in the relationship. Yeah, you really see their priorities surface quick. Yeah. Is it more important that I follow this girl who I have an acquaintanceship relationship with that I knew two years ago 
or is my priority in this moment making sure that you absolutely know that you feeling great safe secure in this relationship is more important than me i mean yes and like here's the deal follow an unfollow doesn't mean you can't follow them later if you develop another friendship with them later and you're never with that girl again like it's it's such a low hanging fruit. Yeah, like, it's just like, hey, what's more worth it here? And I will say, I think what the core, the root of it is, men. I can speak on behalf of men. Men hate to be uh, controlled, and they there is a tendency, a propensity that, if done poorly, this could feel like, and you are being controlled into an action that you don't want to do. So I think what really you want to do and. And a great healthy relationship is really see it as a win for the guy. The guy sees it as a win that this is the best thing for me, yeah. my partner, the relationship. Like I'm not doing this because she's forcing me to. And I think that's why it's really important for a female partner or vice versa to give your partner the choice to make this decision with no strings attached. Yep. And, what, and, and then as a woman or the person who presented your feelings and you're giving them the option if they do nothing about it you need to check in with how you feel about right that. because they just ha- they have just revealed their priority their priority and don't punish them for that that's just where they are but you do need to reevaluate your priorities and I how you're wish viewing them with the guy i'm thinking of right now when i brought this up and he changed nothing i kept bringing it up instead I wish I had the boldness and courage to say, that's fine for you. That is not okay for me. And I'm going to have to walk away. Right. And walk away. away. Instead, a lot of people hang on hoping that they're going to change it. But then they end up nagging their partner. Then the partner's like, now you really are controlling me. And now I really don't want to do it. You present it. You explain your feelings. And you watch their pattern. And if... Their, their pattern will show you their priority. Yes. And you need to then walk away if, if it's not, it does not feel good to you. I want to say something else as well. Like there's some other red flags. Like I think in just opposite sex friends, I know we're talking about Instagram followers, but I think it's also telling like how much they're willing to be transparent with you about their female friendships and about how much they're hanging out with female friendships. Again, I'm thinking of a guy I dated (laughs) and he had lots of female friends and he would hang out with them a lot one-on-one and never told me. And so when I started finding out he was hanging out one-on-one because I'd be like, oh, what'd you do today? Oh yeah, I hung out with this girl, my friend, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I started saying like, hey, like, I'm not saying you can't have female friends, but I would appreciate if you let me know when you were hanging out with these friends. And, you know, he's like, what? Like, I have my own life. Like, I can do I can do what I want kind of thing. Again, (laughs) I don't I, I, I think it was a red flag already that he's hanging out with so many girls one on one while we're in a relationship for sure. But then for me to express like, hey, I don't feel that great about that and him. And would you at least let me know when you do that? And he's like, whoa, I don't need to do that. <laughs> Again, that's not a great sign. And this it's the same kind of reaction that we just explained. But I just wanted to say that this is something that happens outside of just Instagram following with like 
the balance of boundaries. And so it brings up the question for you, JJ, like, and the hard part is if you have a friend of the opposite gender, if you get into a relationship with somebody, are those friendships with the opposite gender going to change? And how, if they should, are they, should they change? Wait, can you say that again? Like, if we were to get in a relationship, and well, we are, but like, say, are we friends? We're friends. We get into a relationship. You have a lot of friends that are girls. Are those friendships with those girls supposed to change because we are now in a committed relationship? Oh, should your friendships change mm -hmm. with the opposite sex once you go from singleness into? We, we know the stages are single, dating, relationship, engaged, married. So I'm talking about yeah. not in the dating phase when you're figuring them out, but when exclusive you go into exclusive relationship. Dude, I'll be honest. I think if you have to downgrade any of your friendships with the opposite sex, once you go into an exclusive relationship, whether she brought it up or you noticed it, that for you is a sign that those friendships were probably already too deep and too close to begin with. What? Okay, we have another question. Yeah. What if we start dating? Yeah. And you introduce me to one of your friends that is a girl, and me and her hit it off, and I actually now love this girl, and we're becoming friends. Is it now still cool for you to hang out with her one-on-one -on -one because I know her? Well, no. I, I think it... Is totally okay if you want to invite her into your relationship together mm -hmm. and you guys are always hanging out as a, th as a three or when you're texting her, it's within a group chat with, if, you know, between so you three. You went from texting that girlfriend of yours one-on-one -on -one, to now you went into a relationship. We're not talking marriage and now you're three-way chatting her only. Yeah. I mean, I just think that would be my personal policy okay, because yeah. I just would never want it to be a question a question mm -hmm. between me and her that this is a platonic relationship period and i'm gonna go above and beyond to make that clear now i love that i think that's definitely the rule in marriage like you and i rarely text people of the opposite gender solo unless it's like a quick little businessy thing yeah or something like a quick question totally we're almost always doing three-way chats or four-way chats yeah but i think it's interesting that and you're that's saying that should happen in relationships that's controversial by the way mm. like mike pence got a ton of hate because he even had a, a very strict policy where he wouldn't meet one-on-one -on -one with a female in his office and he got a ton Sorry, of hatred. I just and then, can't think about anybody political right now. Okay. But there's also like ministry leaders who I know. And they have a policy that they don't drive one-on-one -on -one with a female in their car. Yeah. And, I, okay. And I like, and I see a lot of value in that. Um, you know, there's obviously no biblical command <laughs> against this. But I think that is probably the point in life where you're just deciding to over error on anything that might be ever ambiguous or unclear. So, babe, I love that that's your policy in a relationship. I, I don't know if that like should be everyone's expectation of their man in relationship. But I, I personally, given my background and I think what you knew about my background, I loved that that was your policy. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I love that that was your policy in a relationship because it, it made me I didn't even have to ask and you did that and it made me feel so safe. Yeah. 
I would and just build a lot of trust. But to clarify, like that policy is deeply personal for me. And I understand that it is a little bit more stringent. Um, okay, but, question. Well, I'm not done. Okay, go ahead. I just think it's it's super stringent, and I know that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's uh, for everyone. Right. But in the way I run my life and where I'm going, I really want to run my life as if almost like I was a pastor. Or I was a leader because I am going to be the pastor of my family. I am going to be the leader of my family. So when it comes to even doing something that's gray or questionable, I don't even want that to ever be a question. So I have a question. I love that. I would hope every guy follows that. But um, if they didn't have the same conviction as you, and if I was a if it was me and my story and I came to you and you didn't have that conviction, but I explained to you my story and things that have happened in my past with betrayal and, you know, guys not being fully transparent about the depths of their relationship with female friends, emotionally cheating. That's a, that's a sensitive area for me. And, but you didn't have the same convictions you just explained. Right. Would you, do you think it's, good for that man to really hear that and say hey this may not be as big of a conviction for me but i my priority is to make you feel safe and i'm going to take more caution would that be good yeah like, yeah what you would suggest for men to do because i think there's a lot of guys that are like that's her issue i would probably ask that guy like what's more worth to you like the security and the safety of her and that relationship even if it's a work in progress trauma that you didn't create. Yep. Or f like for me, very little is worth <laughs> fighting you for. If that's kind of the scenario. Right. Especially if you're like graciously, kindly telling me these things yeah. and you're not telling me to do it. You're not forcing me to do it, but you're giving me the option to do it. Yeah, I think that that's a big part of it. And that's an important part for the ladies listening. Now, I have one more question. Yeah. Let's say you're dating someone. You find out that they're friends with an ex and it was recent. I think that's a that's a distinguishing line I'd like to make. Because if it was an ex from maybe a few years ago, I, I actually am about those redemption friendships. But if it was reconciliation, like, yeah, I, if it was there and I don't, again, we go back to not best friends, <laughs> but if it was like their last ex and it was six months, a year ago, whatever, their most recent ex and they're, and I'm talking an ex. Okay. Let's clarify this. I'm not talking an ex as in somebody they went on a few dates with. I'm talking about an ex that is somebody they were in a significant committed relationship with. That they dated for multiple months. Not just, hey, I went on a few dates with this girl. Right. Three, four, five months. I'm talking about like this was like over time. And yeah. they're like close friends with that person still. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think before I started to go into my feelings about it, I, I would just ask why. Mm -hmm. And probably the question would be, okay, is there a difference between having a close friendship like mm -hmm. that with someone you have relational history with or just a girl who you have no relational history with? Right. I do think there's like, a is little there a difference. difference. 
Yes. Now, I have had friends that are exes, but I wouldn't say like there were many friends that were like recent that I made, like recent exes friends that like I brought into the picture. But you met friend and, I, you know, I need to clarify exes again. You met some guys that I went on dates with. Yeah. Uh, that is different than maybe my ex-boyfriend's very serious relationship. Yeah, I, I'll be honest and to the point. I think both are probably not great. Like really? whether you have relational history or not. Like for me, that's just my, I just can't see a world where, you know, there you n- need to be close friends with someone of the opposite sex, especially someone who's your ex i'd say it does ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. yeah exactly i would say for an ex in particular like for if me you've it's made just out with strange. them there's a problem yeah it's just it's just bizarre and i yeah, i, I just intimacy that i would be like i just don't see a need for there to be a close right. friendship you can be acquaintances and reconciled and, and those things that. are amazing and that's just where i stand um but i want to pause i think about jesus and the disciples and he had female followers, mm-hmm. you know, like Mary Magdalene and Martha. Mm-hmm. And like there was women all around him that were part of his following. Um, I do think his relationship with them probably looked a little different yeah, than it did with the disciples. But we just I don't think we have a ton of data and stories on that. I just I think. Yeah, we don't have a lot to go off of. Yeah, I just. From examples to know how we can see, though, that his disciples and his inner circle were yeah. all basically men. Because what yeah. I don't want to be misconstrued is like you can't work in ministry with someone who's the opposite sex. Right. You can't yeah. do mission work. You can't be a pastor or a co-pastor uh, with someone who's the opposite sex. I I think that's too far. And I think you, ha- if you want to be a man, if you want to be a woman of God, like you're going to have to grow to a point where you can be in platonic relationship, working in mission together with someone of the opposite I sex. I agree. So this is great. I think we talked about a lot. It's very nuanced. I hope people, I hope you guys feel good about this. I think some major takeaways is, you know, how defensive are they being about their friendships? And if you share things that make you uncomfortable, watch how they respond to that. And it's a great moment. Actions. It's a great moment to to see kind of what you're dealing with. Yep. Now, I will say, like, I think a great note to end the episode on is this. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Caleb said this. Mm-hmm. He admitted to it. From Jeannie Jean- and Caleb. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I think of a really close guy friend right now that everyone knows um, I'm not going to name drop him because I don't have his, uh, he was just telling me last week he's done the exact same thing. If you're a guy and you are hanging out one-on-one with a girl who you would say, I find them physically attractive, period. I don't have feelings for them, but yeah, I, I think she's cute. She's attractive. She's fun. And you were texting them and you're hanging out one-on-one with them. You are dating them in so many ways and you are being so, listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, cause I love you. You are being unkind to them mm. and you are not being clear and you need to revisit your policy on friendships and dating and how you interact with women and you either call it a date or you don't, but these flirty friendationships that you have 10 of all around your life 
Like you're she's casually approaching. No, right. I'm not, I'd never date her. Listen, like, stop. Those have got to stop. And I say this because of yeah. two things. One, it is so unloving. Yeah. It is so unclear. It is so confusing. And two, because I was that guy too. I was that guy too. And I and I regret it. And it was so unclear and unkind. And I really did like them, if I had to be honest. And I really was attracted to them. And it was so immature of me to go about my friendships and romantic life that way. Yeah. It was so, and most importantly, it was so unkind to her. Yeah. Because they were kind of hoping and feeling and building this romantic attraction. And I was too. I was just too scared to admit it. Or there was something better out there. And you were like, she's great, but options open. It's that options open. You've never been hotter than right now. Yeah. The (laughs) options open philosophy that plagues us all. Like our social calendar, our dating life, our careers. That is like the defining culture and philosophy of our generation. Gotta keep your options open. Yeah, it's such a toxic thing that we all fall into at times. Yeah, I don't want to slap toxic on it, but yeah. It is not great. It is Um, not great. All right, baby. Well, that was very attractive. Thank you for ending. That's that's exactly why I did it, so that you could look at me with those doe eyes and Mm -hmm. say that was so attractive. Okay, let's not make the viewers uncomfortable, but... Well, you're the one who went there, not me. (laughs) <laughs> we love you guys love y'all i hope this was helpful and clarifying and we'll see you next week Woo. man i'm we're i'm expecting some dms but we love you guys <laughs> bye, bye.